Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. this show a little different than most of the shows that we've been doing here, and I'll tell you why in a couple minutes, but don't bury the lead, my man. All right, so with the media feeding frenzy, which is going on like piranha, and they see blood in the water and they just attack uh, over the the coronavirus and uh, the sensationalistic media reports, you would be led to believe that fun – Any kind of fun is just not going to happen for the rest of eternity, uh, the way it's being portrayed. Now, of course, we know that most of that is fear-mongering. It's not based in reality, which leads us to the interesting story involving the NFL and a plan 
because you got to have a plan, man, for fans to be at stadiums. And you think this timeline on this, the NFL preseason, which has now been shortened, but the uh, the exhibition period, training camp opening up in less than a month. We're already now into July, and at the end of this month, training camp is set to open. But if you've not heard about this, and maybe you were only listening with half an ear and you missed it, uh, perhaps that's the case. So we have learned that the NFL is considering requiring you, the fan, who plans on attending a game this season, to sign a liability waiver, which would thus, in theory, shield the respective teams from lawsuits related to the coronavirus. Now, the the NFL hasn't completely signed off on this yet. It's tossed out as a weather balloon, I would imagine, to get the pulse of the people here. And so we're doing some of that behind these microphones. But the basic tenet of it, the NFL is planning on having fans in the stadium. There is a scenario where no one will be in the stadium, but they're going to go on a hodgepodge checkerboard type setup here where local health regulators and thus politicians will influence certain teams allowing fans in while others don't but uh, let's not bury the lead here this is all about the waiver this is all about the waiver so let us discuss the question it's very simple here will this fan liability waiver will that plan actually work is it doable can they pull it off? And the answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. So I've got paintball, numbers game, and selective outrage as well. We will tie all these things together. Now, A, it sounds like the NFL's plan is actually well thought out. Some are saying that's not the case. I disagree. We are told it's going to be a digital signature on the liability waiver in the pandemic times that we're living in. And in terms of the meat and potatoes uh, of this agreement, the, the ultimate question that has to be answered is, will it stand up in court? And I believe yes. I believe the answer is yes to that. While it is being reported, as uh, I said, just over the top by some people, I can't believe they would ask fans to sign a waiver to go to a game. That seems odd to me because this is actually not a foreign concept. Obviously, it's different now with the apocalypse but if you have ever purchased a ticket in i don't know how many years to attend a sporting event you have agreed to waive your right to sue that team now people do end up suing they often don't get anything out of it but you when you buy a ticket on the back of the ticket you have signed off there's a waiver on that ticket and it's it's pretty standard here it's a boilerplate type situation And it reads something to the effect of balls, pucks, other objects may fly into the spectator area during an event. And despite shielding, injury can occur. Stay alert at all times during and after play or performance. And then it tells you what to do if you're struck, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But you waive, this is a key part, you waive any claims of personal injury or death against us, management, facilities, leagues, artists, and other participants, and all of our respective parents, affiliates, uh, entries, uh, agents, officers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of legal ease in that. Now, even if a fan signs this waiver, this latest waiver, which is being talked about, and let's say gets the coronavirus and then sues, what are the chances they would actually win that case? What if they said, hey, I went to a Buffalo Bills game 
against the Patriots, and I got the coronavirus because I was at that game. So you got a clear case, right? Well, there you go. By signing the waiver, you would assume all liability. All right, the, the, the way I understand, you assume all liability, and the odds of you being able to prove, this is the main problem if you're planning on going to an NFL game saying you got the coronavirus, you would then have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you got it from someone at the stadium and it directly involved in your your experience at that game. The chances of you being able to do that as the old line goes, are slim to none, and none has left the building. There is no way that I know of to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that your situation involved you 100% getting infected at a game. We're not talking about paintball here. right? Nobody's getting tagged with blue paint and saying, well, there, see, right there, you got tagged, you're out of the game because you got COVID-19. You could you could get the virus in many different ways. It's impossible, though, to prove, and this is the key part the NFL can hang their hat on, it's impossible to prove that you were infected at the game and not somewhere else. I mean, you going to the stadium, stopping at the gas station, uh, a good lawyer will say, well, how do we know you didn't get it from pumping the gas? And maybe there's some some cooties on the gas, uh, gas nozzle and all that at pump four, at pump four there. And that's contaminated. But the, the, the tracing part of this would seemingly be impossible, which would mean to win in court would also be near impossible. Now, part B of this, the NFL, we know they have the top legal minds available. Why? Because they've got an S load of money. We all know it. And they're not using public defenders here like you and I might use. No, no, they they got an army of lawyers that wear those $1,000 cufflinks is what they've got there, deep pockets. And these scenarios have been scrutinized and inspected by that legal department. Now, again, nothing is 100%, but the NFL overlords, uh, they know that the stakes of getting this wrong are really high in in terms of damages like the pile of money has skyrocketed in professional sports but in football in general and the risk thus has gone up from a financial side of things and they they've got a bullseye on their back they absolutely they being the nfl have a bullseye on the back now some opportunistic lawyers see the nfl and they have an estimated net worth the business of football has a net worth of around $30 billion. And they have their chisel out, and they're chipping away. Right? They're chipping away. I want some gold coins. I'm going to chip away and see if I can get some gold coins out. But it's a simple numbers game where while the NFL's right to put the waiver out, which it sounds like they're going to do, that, that does not mean they're not going to get sued. There are way too many attorneys and not enough cases for those attorneys. We've talked about this in the past, that each year roughly – 80,000 people take the bar exam on average. And of the 80,000 per year, about 75% of those people actually pass the bar exam, which means each year we get about 60,000 new lawyers that are now sworn, sworn in as they pass the bar and they're allowed to practice law. Most lawyers, unfortunately, 
or maybe fortunately, depending on how you look at it, most lawyers do not do that exciting uh, kind of work. They, they push pencils. They do a lot of tedious, repetitive paperwork uh, at law firms. That's, that's what a lot of these people end up doing. And suing the NFL would be a path to a possible, that's a weasel word, big payday. All right, last word on this. So it is going to be nice when we get to the point where we see fans attending games. I would look at this as a positive. Now, I'm Benny Brightside. Other people are like, no, oh, my God, the sky is falling. No. But this should be something that would be a ray of sunshine in the darkness. But we know that's not going to happen for everybody. And we, we know politicians. I, I live in California, King Newsom. The, uh, the overlord of California there and the other political blowhards, they'll put a stop to that. But not everywhere. Uh, not everywhere. Other places will be more, uh, more open to it. I, I know that one thing's for sure, we've talked about this many times, if you just call it a protest, then it'll be fully endorsed by the political and media establishments that are out there. But my position on this is very simple. I'm a big believer of, of letting people decide for themselves. Free will. And... You're not being forced to go to a game. Uh, you're not. Nobody's being forced to go to a game. The games are expensive. The NFL is a better product on television anyway. But the fan experience, it, it's, it's an enjoyable thing to be at a game and be part of that and that communal aspect of it. But the way I look at this, again, it, it's, it's about your choice. Whether If you don't want to go, that's fine. But why stop someone else from going is, is my point on that. And life is all about weighing the risk of what you do day-to-day, your activities, and that, and just adding an NFL game to the list. And now, I understand the devil's advocate argument is, wait a minute, you are responsible for the rest of us, how dare you? And NFL games are going to be a risky environment. There's a lot of people there. Uh, but I get upset by that because it's selective outrage. Uh, you're very upset about this, and this is obviously a hot-button issue for you, but my pet peeve is you could say that same statement about, literally and figuratively, any activity that involves leaving your house, right? You're responsible for the rest of us. Why are you going to get that burrito at 3 in the morning? What's wrong with you? Right? I mean, you make the same argument there. So, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, take a look at driving. And I've, I've given the numbers here. Based on the death rate that we have at this moment, as we're doing this in real time on the coronavirus, if you are the average human being, in America, under the age of 50, you have a better chance of dying while driving to and from the stadium than going to a said NFL game, getting the coronavirus, and meeting your demise. Uh, and, and just look at driving in general. Right? The, these, the people that are in charge of the laws have raised the speed limit. Now, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. But if you're really concerned about everyone and their health and people dying, if you lowered the speed limit to, I don't know, 15 miles an hour, that would dramatically and drastically lower the death rate of automobile accidents. Now, it would be a nuisance, absolutely, right? But if you go over 15 miles an hour, you are affecting the health of everyone around you, the possibility of you getting into an accident and them being injured or dying goes up with every mile, even five miles, whatever it is, you go over the a certain uh, speed, the, the risk of damage goes higher enough. So, I mean, that's the slippery slope that you can go down. Um, and, you know, if, if, if you're really worried about it, just don't leave your house. I mean, that's your right. You have the free will to do that and just keep the blinds down and just stay there. And, 
and maybe eventually you'll be able to leave again. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Maller here. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app, then pick between two and six players to choose if they'll have more or less of a stat like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download. The new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code MALLER. The new customers play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code MALLER only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us on a newbie night. Man, is that exciting. You can feel the buzz. We had ridiculous callers to begin newbie night will it calm down will we get a new regular uh, we already had one regular calling chris from san antonio who snuck in was very proud of himself for sneaking past Loop at the beginning of the show but i digress let's get into it the reigning most valuable player in the national basketball association now, he's officially known by his nickname, but we call him on this show by his real name because we know how to pronounce it. We didn't know how to pronounce it for like the first two years of his career. But Giannis Adentacumbo of the Milwaukee Bucks believes the challenges that teams in 2020 are going to have to overcome in their pursuit of the trophy, the Larry O'Brien trophy, will make the winner of the 2020 NBA playoffs all the more meaningful. In fact, there's no asterisk, right? Forget about the asterisk. I don't know if you, you saw the quote or not. Just imagine I am Giannis, and I am giving you an amazing quote on a conference call. As Here it is. Quote, a lot of people say that there's going to be a star next to this championship. Adentacumbo articulated to random members of the fourth estate. And he went on to say, I feel like at the end of the day, I like that. Not at the start of the day, but at the end of the day. At the end of the day, this is going to be the toughest championship you could ever win, Adentacumbo declared, because the circumstances are really, really tough right now. So whoever wants it more is going to be able to go out there and take it. Close quote. All right, so we know it's been almost four months since the NBA suspended operations on that fateful night, March 11th was the night. We were right here in the Magic Radio Box. It has now been 114 days, 114 days since the last NBA games were played. It's a long stretch. It's a long stretch because of the pandemic. The restart plan is going to take place come hell or high water it's going to take place at Walt Disney World. It's a Mickey Mouse operation in Orlando in a bubble atmosphere. That part we know. But the key part here, the money quote, don't don't avoid the money quote. The money quote in all this from Giannis Adentacumbo is he said, this is going to be the toughest championship you could ever win, is what he said. So let us discuss the question 
keep things simple in these parts. Are you on board that this 2020 championship is going to be the single toughest to win in the history of the NBA? Uh, I'm not. I'm not in agreement on this. I'm going to go thumbs down. I'm not jumping on that train. Uh, I'm not. I've got the Blue Moon, the Playboy Life, and the House of Cards. And we will lock all these things together. Now, number one. Number one. Fundamentally, I disagree on this one with Giannis Adentacumbo. The two toughest variables traditionally in the NBA to win a championship no longer exist. Now, there are other issues, and I'm not going to push back on that. There's the fear factor. There's uh, the, the living in a bubble environment, which is obviously a foreign thing. Uh, this this long, if you get to the NBA Finals, it's going to be much different. But it's not going to be the toughest of all time because the thing that stands out in the NBA, the two things that always we bring up on these type of shows that you have to overcome to win a championship, road, you got to be you know, if you're the road team. That's a very tough obstacle. And the travel which obviously is related to that, and presto, they're both gone, right? You don't have to travel. You don't have to be the, in a hostile environment. In that regard, this is not going to be the, the most difficult NBA championship to win. Giannis Adentacumbo knows this is reality, but it's one of those things you're supposed to only talk about in hushed tones, right? Yeah, try to avoid that the, the toughest parts of winning a title no longer exist. Now, historically, home court, has meant the most in the NBA, even more so than football, which doesn't make a lot of sense because in football you do you have the weather elements, and certainly when dome teams go on the road, it's a big deal. But when there's two outdoor teams that play, it doesn't doesn't typically factor in all that much as much as the NBA historically has done. If you are the road team in an NBA Finals in that sport, you are at a distinct disadvantage, more so than any other road environment. And the deeper the series goes the murkier the waters become for the team that's on the road. And once in a blue moon, and I'm not talking about the beer, once in a blue moon does a road team overcome those odds. Uh, especially when you get to like a Game 7 situation. Home cooking is the gift that keeps giving in the NBA. And the, the cross-country travel eliminated. Don't have to worry about it. Done. Over. Finito. And all that. And... It has been proven that the biggest reason that home court is such a big deal in the NBA, they've done studies on this, is that human nature takes over. Now, what do I mean by that? Uh, A lot of basketball calls are subjective, not objective, meaning they could go either way. And you have three outcomes. You can either not call a foul. You can call a foul on the home team or the road team. I'm talking about those 50-50 calls. Right? And in a 50-50 call environment, it has been proven where it's either a block or a charge, the favor goes to the home team, not because the officials per se are looking out for the home team, although that's been a conspiracy going back to the David Stern days in the NBA, but because of the raw emotion of the fans and the officials. We see this in baseball where a big 3-2 pitch in the late part of the game, the crowd's standing up and they're going wild. They go crazy and the umpire, if it's a close pitch and it could go either way, strike three, you're out, get out of here, and the crowd goes wild. Um, So so that's part of it. Now the second thing here, uh, we broached this general subject of 
winning a championship in a shortened season uh, in a previous episode. Now, we were talking about Major League Baseball and their return to action. You might have heard that. Maybe you didn't. But in a head-to-head comparison, baseball and basketball, I will argue the point that it is going to be tougher in baseball than it is going to be in basketball. Now, it's it's an apples and oranges type argument. They're still planning on traveling in baseball. There's not going to be any home field advantage in terms of the crowd, so that's out the window, it would appear, although we don't even know that to be true because it's certainly possible that in some cities fans will be welcomed back to attend baseball games. But the sport itself, this is the big point of demarcation. The sport itself is going to be different. Baseball is going to be played by a different set of rules, and that is the biggest takeaway from this between the NBA and baseball. And for reference, if you look at basketball, the basketball guys have already played 80% of the regular season, and 22 teams are coming back. Eight teams are not invited back uh, in the in the NBA. So you've got 80% who of the season already played. You're going to play a handful of regular season games in sterile arenas in Orlando, and then you're going to start the playoffs. Major League Baseball, on the other hand, has nothing. They played some spring training games that don't count, so they have a 60-game sprint, which is much different than the 162-game marathon that baseball usually plays, and that is less than 40% of the traditional format, that baseball is going to play only 40%, less than that, I think it's like 37%. And they're adding in some fugazi rules, such as ghost runners on second base that magically appear when you get to the 10th inning. And uh, baseball is becoming more and more like a three-ring circus with their changing rules. Basketball, to my knowledge, did not add a four- or five-point shot. And they didn't say when you go to overtime in the NBA, home team gets a six-man on the court. They haven't done that yet, where if Rob Manford ran the NBA, they would say, all right, we want the game to end in overtime, so the home team gets an extra player on the court, six-on-five power play. We'll make it like hockey. Uh, They haven't done that, uh, obviously. And so the the big sacrifice, that's not without sacrifice. The NBA guys... Are, are making is they're going to be away from their friends and family, uh, most of them, for an extended time. And as Stephen A. Smith taught us the other day, no groupies, right? And when you are living the playboy life, don't undercount this, don't underestimate this. When you're living the playboy life, and it doesn't matter whether you're the NBA or any of these athletes, professional athletes, you live a certain life that we can only imagine, and it's pretty tough to all of a sudden flip the switch and go to Celibacy Avenue. It's a difficult road to go down. Now, as for the players who aren't going to show up, and there are some that have bowed out, that have raised the white flag, that have given up and aren't going to play, none of those guys are really over-the-top difference makers. I I guess the the biggest name, maybe I've missed somebody, but Avery Bradley, who was going to be a shutdown defender for the Lakers and would have really given the Clippers fits, but he's, he's given up. He's not playing. Dwight Howard? could skip out that great redemption story on Dwight Howard. Right now it sounds like he might not play, although it's still up in the air right now. Um, but this is actually a good thing for LeBron because it gives LeBron an excuse when he ultimately loses to the the people's team, the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard in, uh, in Orlando, the great L.A. rivalry in Orlando, which will be taking place. All right, final point. So the coronavirus pandemic – which has obviously thrown a monkey wrench in everything that we're involved in as far as the sporting world is concerned. That's an understatement. But I go back to something I said in the early days of the apocalypse, that you have to follow the basic tenets of Darwinism. And sports has to do that as well. And Adam Silver, to his credit, and I think he needs to eat a 
whole birthday cake by himself. But Darwinism states, if you don't know, you should know this, if you do not adapt to your environment, you will die. And right now, this is the environment. The NBA environment is one where they have to put a bubble up. And so they're going to adapt to it. And then they'll go back. And it's not going to last forever. And then they'll go back. And things will be more normal in years to come. But there is a genuine concern if they don't pull off this comeback. I'm not just talking about the NBA. I'm talking about baseball uh, and hockey as well. That the entire sports empire is going to have to take a timeout, if you will. And now, is that too drastic? I don't know, too dramatic? I, I, I don't know. I actually messaged somebody that I, I've known for years who's worked uh, with different teams and uh, someone who's been a, a not a great friend, but someone I talk to every once in a while. And he went on a rant, and, and he was raving. And his premise, I'll just repeat the basics of it, but his premise is that the longer you go without fan engagement, uh, and you can only put so many videos on Twitter and so many sizzle reels on Instagram that without having more games and without having the on-field product, the higher the probability that you are going to lose a, a big percentage of your fan base who are going to wake up one morning and realize, I don't really need sports. I can live a fine life. And that dreaded word, apathy. Applies here, and you've got to think of this like a house of cards ready to tumble down. It certainly didn't seem like that up until uh, you know, March. Sports, I'll give you the idea how big this is. Now, in 2009, professional sports, the industrial complex of sports in America, was a $48 billion industry. $48 billion, that's a ton of money, $48 billion. In 2019, so 10 years later, a year ago, it had gone from $48 million to $83 million billion dollars it had almost doubled uh and it just keeps going up it, it was like the the foolproof business for idiots you know you can't screw this up well is this going to be the thing that brings it back down right and is the jig up now this that this is doomsday stuff and all that from this guy that i know and i i think people are still gonna watch i think the ratings will be great when these sports leagues come back because people are thirsty but you have a lot on the line from the business side. And so, oh, it doesn't matter. Business doesn't matter. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter to you, but the people that work in that industry are very concerned about it. And you have humongous media rights deals. You have, obviously, the gate revenue, which looks like that's going to be gone for the short term. You have the sponsorship agreements. You have the merchandising deals and all that. And all of those things are in danger of going down, down. It's like doing the limbo. How low can you go? And then you've got contracts that are already out there uh, that are guaranteed based on what you thought was going to be your revenue. And so it's the trickle-down situation. So all these things are factors. But again, just to, to put the bow on this, we started with, by talking about Giannis Adentacumpo, who says this is going to be the hardest NBA championship. Push back on that. I say no, uh, because you have no home court slash road advantage, disadvantage. Uh, you don't have the travel. You don't have the crowd environment. So I'm going to push back and say no. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's just do the third degree right now. Why not? Here we go. We'll knock it out. Yeah, hit that button there. How about that? To the third degree. Yeah. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Coop, Daloop, what do we have? So, Ben, I was doing a little bit of my own research, some deep reading in Cam Newton's contract with the Patriots. And yeah, what what I noticed was that uh, it doesn't seem to have any provision that prevents them from uh, signing him to a franchise tag in the offseason. Now, Ben, let's say that Cam actually performs well this season. I'm not talking like MVP level. Just let's say he performs well. You think there's any chance that they give him a long-term offer when they have the uh, the tag option available? All right, so I can't say zero, but it would be a 1%. That's as high as I would go is a 1% chance. A, the way I see it, there are only three possible outcomes for Cam Newton in New England. He's either terrible, which means he gets cut, and doesn't even make the team, or he starts the season but doesn't finish it either because he's mediocre or he gets hurt. And and then the other option is he's really good and he's full of the chest pumps and the pelvic thrusts and all that stuff. He's dapping and supermaning and all that uh, in that scenario. Under that plan, the Patriots would just franchise tag him and they wouldn't sign him long term. They'd just go give him another year and let him stick around. But but B, if you follow Belichick, and we've had no choice but to pay attention to Bill Belichick over the years, the Patriot way has been to get rid of a player a year too early rather than a, t- to a year too late, right? And that's often because of salary, meaning they make too much and they're going to screw up your salary cap, so you're better off getting rid of them. Or if it's age or performance-related and all that, and it's it's also part of Belichick's DNA not to overpay, at least the perception of overpaying even your top players. So if that is still true and that is considered a bridge to nowhere in the mind of Belichick, then there's almost no chance that Cam Newton's going to stick around unless he's just kind of average and then they can get him on the cheap for like a one-year deal and bring him back. All right, next! So Pete Carroll spoke to the uh, media this week when he said that despite all of the pandemic craziness, the Seahawks, quote, killed it this offseason. Ben, how would you grade the Seahawks offseason? All right, so I think this is theatrical is the way I would describe it. It's like Pete Carroll, God love him. Uh, he he is like his own Tony Robbins like motivational guy. He could write a motivational book. His reputation is number one is that of a hipster, right? He's he's all about the positivity, yoga, meditation, fruit smoothies. Uh, the glass is always half full. It's not cracked. It's not chipped at all. It's brand new, just out of the box. And then secondly. There is nothing that I, unless I forgot something, and maybe I did, but there's nothing that has the wow factor that the Seahawks did this offseason. Again, maybe I missed it, but they what did they do? They traded for Quentin Dunbar, who has already been charged in a crime in Miami. Now, maybe he's not guilty, but he has been charged. 
uh, in an armed robbery in Florida. They signed Philip Dorsett, woohoo, a former Patriot. They brought back Bruce Irvin and they inked Carlos Hyde, the running back, and and that's it. That sounds like a pretty garden variety offseason to me. That doesn't sound like you killed it. It's not the worst, but it's certainly not killing it. All right, next. In a piece on Yahoo Sports, a columnist suggested that the pandemic allows the perfect opportunity for uh, the Dodgers and Angels to start their games earlier in the day, like 5 or 5.30 at the latest, which would in turn attract a younger audience. What do you think about that, Ben? Well, this is more of the same. This is a boilerplate story that baseball writers have been throwing out. Just start the game at noon. Let the young people enjoy the game. Uh, Go earlier. Come on. Uh, See, here's my position. Unless baseball games are played like video games on an Xbox or a PlayStation, they're not interesting enough for Gen Z to participate in. And secondly, this is the standard argument the media makes that the games, especially on the West Coast, start too late and they have to accommodate the schedule of people living on the East Coast. And it's bullcrap. I am a believer of if you build it, they will come. That model, meaning if you have a good enough product, it doesn't matter when you play. And unfortunately, even though there is an apocalypse and 40 million people or whatever out of work, a lot of people still have jobs. And a lot of those people, there's still traffic. And by the time they get home, the 7 o'clock start makes sense. And really, it doesn't matter what some baseball writer or columnist thinks. The TV people are going to be the ones that decide because they are the people that are paying the bills. The TV advertising ultimately is what pays everyone's salary in professional sports, so they have to sign off on it. We've gone a little long. There it is, Mallard of the Third Degree. How did we do? Benny passed this edition. There it is. That is a winner. Like a $65 ham sandwich. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Time for... Hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. And away we go. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour on a very mediocre newbie night. We go over to the Koopa Loop for the reading of the questions. It's called Ask Ben, but it's Ask Ben and Friends. All right, Ben, we're going to start off with a a question for everyone. All right. Uh, This is from Chris in Houston. He wants to know what trilogy, this is an easy one, I think, but uh, what trilogy of movies are your favorite to watch? Uh, So we have to stop at a trilogy or we can go like beyond that? Because some of these like it went on forever. Some of these movies. Uh, uh, I, I feel like for me, it was the original like Star Wars. But you could go, you know, Police well, Academy. Right. That I mean, yeah, that yeah. definitely counts as a trilogy. I mean, because yeah. you know, but they kept making them though. Yeah, but they're they're separate trilogies. All right. Well, I'll go. I was you know maybe a kid or maybe I wasn't alive, but I remember the excitement for Star Wars and Return of the Jedi and the Empire Strikes Back and all that. So I I will go with Star Wars, Eddie. Yeah. So I mean. Trilogy, obviously, that means three movies, right? Or does it mean more than three? Okay, job by you, Eddie. That is correct. Trilogy is three. (laughs) I mean, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was pretty, pretty Uh amazing. But being the giant Star Wars nerd that I am, I, I also have to go Star Wars. All right, Roberto, you want to go off the reservation here? What do you want? Uh, The Dark Knight trilogy, uh, Back to the Future. 
Oh, Back to the Future is a good one. Yeah. Although the first one was, I felt like it was so much better than the other mm-hmm. ones. Uh, but, and uh, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the list. All right, Koopa Loop. Liar, liar, one, two, and three. Yes. <laughs> well, so Chris's question was, what trilogy of movies are your favorite to watch? Not necessarily which is the best trilogy. Was the Matrix trilogy? The, so yeah. yeah that, that so my answer, one, yeah. my answer is Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy. Nah. Uh, but the Matrix would be my second one. Uh, I think Lord of the Rings trilogy is better than the Matrix trilogy overall. But I, I now, the, the Lord of the Rings too long. I can't watch that a bunch of times. I can watch the Matrix a bunch of Matrix, times. Yeah, so I'm, I'm only, I've only seen the first Matrix movie. I haven't seen the other uh, Matrix movies. I, I quote the first one all the time, but I, it's I never co- I it, never got around to watching the other ones. It's kind of it's 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 even worse than Back to the Future in the sense of uh, the first one far out. You know, right, then I'm not pacing the other it. two. Yeah, yeah, uh, there, yeah, there's yeah. definitely like cool scenes, and they're still great as a whole, yeah. I think. But it's the, the first one's the game changer. The red or the blue pill? Which yeah. one are you gonna take? All right, uh, what's next? It's Ask Ben. Your now questions. Now it's blue one, right? Yeah. Our answers. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, that dork in San Antonio wants to know. Uh oh. Uh, what is the uh, most He's- that you've? <laughs> Hijack- he's hijacked the show. Chris yeah. in San Antonio's hijacked the show. It's what, a hostile takeover. What's the most that you've ever won on a scratch off? Well, I don't. I'm not like Sir Scratch Off, our buddy in Arkansas. So I, I don't play him that often. But he's younger. I used to play him a bit. I think the most I won's like fifty bucks. I think that's it. But I don't. I don't play very often. So sometimes if I'm in like a Seven Eleven or something like that, I'll. I'm getting a Slurpee and I'll ah, give me a scratch or something. I don't really don't play Eddie. Most you've ever won on a lottery. Team. I've never purchased the scratcher in my life what? I've, wow. I've, I've gotten a few for like a present like, cr- yeah exactly yeah. and i think i think five bucks is the most I ever won so all right uh roberto big winning uh, lottery ticket back uh 250 day. bucks really oh, yeah that's good yeah yeah that's, that's cool. cool all right uh koopa loop uh, i don't i don't play them as much either anymore i i did in my like you know or like as soon like when i turned 18 to like early 20s I, I played them a lot uh, and when i was a kid i used to play them i would my mom would buy them for me and then give them to me. <laughs> uh yeah, the most I, yeah the most i ever won was actually when i was like eight years old and i uh, got a hundred dollar scratcher oh well, well you're eight but you don't really even know what that is at, at that age. money like, i knew like, what money was oh, okay all right well good for you <laughs> well i mean i also i had like you know i did chores and got an allowance yeah. Oh, and you had a career. Yeah, too. and I was. I, yeah, yeah, that too. I didn't get yeah. to spend that money until much later, but they put that like an escrow or something like that. It's called something? a Coogan account, uh, so you're not allowed why is, to. Why is it called the Coogan account? Was it who's that? Is that like an old child actor? Yes. Or something like that? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. All right, what's next here? It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answered. Uh, this one is from Dave on Twitter. Uh, Hi, Dave. It's for everybody. Uh, he wants to know if you could speak a second language. Which one would you choose? Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I had to have a bar mitzvah, so I learned uh, a little bit, just enough to, to fake it uh, during my bar mitzvah Hebrew. But, uh, I, you know, I wish I spoke fluent Spanish. Uh, you know, I, I think that would be great. Me too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that would be helpful. Uh, I don't. I know a little bit. I know uh, Spanglish is what I know. And then, uh, like, you know, it would be cool. Like, it'll, Italian or I mean, a bunch of – it would be nice to have that – lexicon of different languages but uh, i guess if you put put a gun to my head i would say spanish what about you eddie 
Yeah, I mean, because it's part of my heritage, and I think it's probably the most useful uh, in our in our country with the large Latino community, especially here in Southern California. So yeah. I would I would go Spanish as well. My dad flo- uh, spoke fluent Spanish, and all of uh, his relatives did, but he never showed any interest in teaching me Spanish. So well, that's because he bad job to, by him. It's like my grandfather with Yiddish. You know, he, that they wanted to talk and curse, they'd speak. I mean, he would oh, speak in Yiddish, well, <laughs> and the kids didn't know what they were saying. So. What about you, Roberto? Any language you want to? Uh, Italian, probably. Italian. Yeah. Italian. Next time, uh, you know, we go to Europe, I wanna, you know, you know, get better on that Italian. All right. What about you, Koopa Loop? The smart answer would be Spanish because of where where we live, uh, yeah. but I would pick Italian also. I got you. Because of my heritage. I understand. All right. What's next? What do we have here? Ask Ben your questions. Our answers. All right. Uh, here's another one. This is from uh, No Help on Twitter. No uh, what is more important to you? I, I know your answer, Ben, but uh, what is more important to you on an average day? A good sleep or a good meal? Well, I don't eat most days, so I, I love when I get sleep. So, you know, I, I'm on this Fugazi diet. What about you, Eddie? Well, sleep is obviously very important, especially for us, but I only eat one meal a day. So, and I look yeah. forward to that one meal like you can't believe. So I'm going to go with the meal. How terrible is our life, Eddie? We don't eat much. We don't sleep much. What about you, Roberto? Uh, I enjoy eating food, but uh, I got to go with uh, sleep, man. It's all about sleep. Yeah, uh, I don't about, sleep very well. What about you, Coop? Yeah, I enjoy a good meal more, but my whole day is screwed up if you don't get good sleep. And if you have a crappy meal, then whatever. It's a crappy yeah. meal. Yeah, and, and when I don't get enough sleep, I sound like I'm drunk. I'm slurring my <laughs> words. It's just terrible. <laughs> If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.